The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Welcome back one more time to Afternoons with Mike Heard Daily here at this time on The Shepherd Radio. Art Alley is from Orlando, has been a regular guest with me. He is back in the studio today. My friend, welcome back. Man, this is the highlight of my week when I can come and talk to you yeah. about significant stuff. Uh, I appreciate uh, it's good. You know, there is no lack of significant stuff no, right I now. No, I mean, even the weather right now. Can you believe how hot it is? Well, it's August. You know, another <laughs> another month, and it'll start cooling down. That's right. I'm looking forward to yeah. that when uh, it starts yeah. on that downward trend. These climate change people are probably getting real giddy, but I am. I am a <laughs> Uh, believe it or not, we never talked about this, a climate change advocate. Yeah. There are four seasons. Right. Spring, summer, fall, winter. That's right. It's always been that way. Yeah. And, you know, these guys, um, <laughs> they use whatever they can to try to control us. But then, yeah. And some of us are silly enough to try to buy into that. But more people are waking up. But anyway, that's not what we're going to talk about today. No, but, but it, is, I, hot but it is hot. And yeah. it is something that I I always love your uh, kind of your viewpoint and the perspectives from which that you always bring into this studio to talk about. And one of the things, one of the, uh, I guess you could say, uh, the kind of avenues of discussion that of the many things we've talked about before has never really come up. I know uh, the Timothy Plan, your company, you offer an alternative against worldly devices that a lot of companies back, things like pornography. Right. But an aspect of that, and it is kind of an offshoot that has become even more and more and more prevalent in this day, and you're hearing more about it, is the whole sex trafficking, human trafficking trade that's going on. And you know, Art, when I think about this, it just almost, as a dad, it makes me ill. When I think about what is going on in the name of just selfishness and living life, and yeah, this is just the way it is. People are big time into this, and they they don't see any problem with it. It's just amazing. It's slavery mm. for nothing, nothing less than that. And that's one of the marks that your company has really gone to war with by doing what you do, right? Oh, man, that is probably the biggest scourge in America right now. And it's right here. Orlando is one of the leading cities in snatching these young ladies or sometimes young boys right off the yeah, sidewalk. Yeah. Uh, the bad guys. And I mean, they're evil to the core who do this. But Mike, we know it's always about the money. Yeah. And they have figured out this is much more profitable than drugs. Uh, so this is the new generation of revenue for these guys. But the other side of it is if they didn't have a market, it wouldn't work anyway. So the real evil guys are the guys ponying up the money, buying uh, these, in most cases, young girls. It's just sick. Yeah. Uh, and, it's really hard to even talk about. Well, it's hard to talk about, but my concern is uh, too many people have not paid attention to it. Because unless your daughter gets snatched, you know, it isn't resonating with you. They're finally waking up. And the latest movie that came out yeah. was a wake-up call. And thank God for it. And uh, thank God for its success. It has been very successful. And you were talking about The Sound of Freedom. Correct. That has been in. And I know Timothy Plan, uh, you put your money where your, your heart is, if you will. Uh, and you guys were involved in distributing uh, that uh, movie to the Central Florida area, right? Well, in a small way, Mike. Uh, on the four, uh, on, I guess it was the fourteenth of July. Uh, we bought out three AMC theaters in Altamont. Oh wow! Uh, had about five hundred people come for free tickets to see the movie. We wanted it to be a success. But we actually did it as a thank you to these crisis pregnancy centers 
Uh, you know, they're on the front lines. Right. They, they don't get a lot of uh, recognition or appreciation unless you're directly involved. And so we offered the tickets to them and to their supporters and to their staff. And we had, we could have bought out four more theaters, but AMC wouldn't let us. So mm-hmm. we had about 500 people go see that movie. Now, you bring up a point that uh, is worth looking at for just a moment. There were reports across the country in certain cities, not in Orlando that I heard about, but there were some theaters that were almost sabotaging uh, the this movie by turning the air conditioner off, saying the air conditioner was broken, yeah. having delays with the projector. So there were some people trying to sabotage the impact that this movie is bringing, which is obviously exposing in a very dramatic way this human trafficking problem that's in the country. Oh, you bet. That movie has been sitting there for five years. They couldn't find somebody to bring it to the public until Angel Studios stepped up. Uh, And they have shown Hollywood... You know, good movies make money. You need to get uh, fewer of these filthy things out there and get some good, wholesome movies. Yeah. Uh, And my friend Ted Bear is at the forefront of that. I I don't know if you know Ted. I don't. Uh, Movie Guide. Uh, Ted's been a friend for years. 30 years ago, Ted Bear moved from Atlanta to Hollywood. I called him and said, man, are you nuts? That is Dark City, USA. And his response was, somebody has to light the candle. Oh, that's good. Uh, Ted Bear knows all the studio heads, all the producers, all of these guys, and for 30 years has been convincing them that there is more profits to be made in family-friendly and particularly spiritually friendly movies than this filth they've been pouring out. Yeah. Because the filth leaves out the rest of a family. You know, what they care about is tickets, ticket sales, and this one guy has transformed Hollywood. Not totally, but last year. made an impact. Well, a big impact, because last year more family-friendly movies came out than some of the trash that's been coming Mm -hmm. out. Uh, And, you know, this certainly is one of them. But, you know, our motive in trying to to, uh, uh, give these crisis pregnancy centers and our own people and Liberty Council, you know, we gave a whole bunch of 500 tickets. Wow. Uh, Thank you for that. Was to get the exposure uh, out there so people wake up. This is a horrible uh, scourge on our nation. I mean, my goodness, they take these young ladies, uh, they sell them to some perverts, uh, they use them up, and then they generally kill them or, or throw them in the gutter. Use them uh, until they're until next they're to used dead. up. That's yeah, right. and then they'll go buy them another one. If there wasn't a market for it, it wouldn't be as profitable for these bad guys. The best way I can yeah. call. Uh, but it is, and and America needs to wake up, and we need to make sure we take a lot of defensive actions because it is not safe. A lot of people are saying right now, Art, that. Our country has gotten to the point to where we're almost up to the cliff of going to the point of no return. And, and, and like civilization as we've known it in America is just about at its break point right now. And so this movie, it, it kind of really calls out for the atmosphere that we really are seeing right now in America. It's not good. Yeah. Well, you know, I think uh, I'm, I'm finally getting to be optimistic. Because Come on, Art. I, What's on happened, fr- man? You're, I don't know. You I've let been converted. The guard down, I, man. I believe. My, uh, <laughs> but what I'm seeing is people are finally waking up out of their stupor. Uh, we have been ignoring these problems because we're pursuing the American dream of unlimited prosperity. And if it isn't knocking on my door, it didn't go make any sense. But the wake up is beginning. This movie is an example. Mm-hmm. Look what happened to some of these corporations that are really woke and, and evil almost pursuing like Target. Yeah. It costs Target because yeah. people are saying, I'm not going to go spend my money there. Well, my message to your audience is, folks, you may not spend your money at Target, but if you look at your, your mutual fund holdings, you probably own shares of Target. Yeah. And they have taken a real hit. 
Anheuser-Busch. I mean, how crazy to offend your audience with the kind of stuff that's offensive, you know, to the guys drinking their beer. Now, we screen them out anyway because of alcohol, but I was pleased to see the reaction. Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. My goodness, America's store. Who would have thought that they would have gone woke? Yeah, well, you know, uh, June is... Gay Pride Month, right? And so they had rainbow-colored rocking chairs, for goodness sakes. Uh, People are waking up, Mike, and uh, it couldn't please me more and encourage me more. But we've got a long way to go, you know. Uh, uh, One of my favorite uh, personalities of all time is Diedrich Bonhoeffer, Mm -hmm. who stood up against Hitler uh, and died just, you know, was hung just before uh, the end of the war. But the quote I love from him is that um, uh, silence in the face of evil is itself evil. Mm -hmm. God will not hold us guiltless to not to speak is to speak. Right. Not to act is to act. And we're finally waking up to the reality of that. So I'm encouraged. I heard years ago that we all know about the sins of commission when you commit something that is sinful. But this person said years ago, there are sins of omission. And I believe those are what we're talking about right here. America has just gotten so involved in itself and maybe in this chase for the American dream and trying to find ways to, you know, make our own pocketbook better or whatever. We, we've started paying more attention to that, gone asleep at the wheel when it comes to some of these huge issues. And certainly human trafficking is, like you said, the scourge of all yeah. of those. It's just heartbreaking. And we've had many people on here before that's talked about the ways that girls and young, like you said, young guys even, are sometimes brought in, and they're brought in with trusted people, sometimes coaches, sadly, a surprising number, by their own parents who are functionally pimping their own kids. Yeah, now that's sick. I mean, that is beyond sick. But the Internet is a big problem, too. Yeah. That's a big way they recruit these young ladies and and young boys in some cases. Yeah. Uh, You know, you build up the trust, you build up the relationship. These young people are looking for that. And uh, once they get snatched, man, their life is over. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm I'm really pleased that we're waking up. Uh, We need a lot more wake up going on. Uh, you know, and I think in the next segment, uh, if I'm going to hang around with you, yeah, you are. we're going to talk about where the responsibility in my mind is clearly lies. And that's the doorstep of the church. Yeah. Well, we are seeing again, a lot of movement, even in that. And, and this is the day and age where we're going to have to get up and, uh, you know, be people who say what, what we mean and mean what we say is not something my dad used to tell me all the time. Going back, if you will, just to the Timothy plan, your company, one of the things that you mentioned that you guys do in your selection of mutual funds and the investments that you offer all your people, you do a lot of screening out and you do the work to kind of find out what is going on in the companies before you ever put them out as investment places, target investments for your clients, right? Well, that's substantially correct, Mike. Uh, But you're right on what we do. We do the screening research. We've got a team of six people full-time, do nothing but that, Mm -hmm. to dig beneath the radar to see what these companies are really involved in. And if they are pursuing an unholy agenda, we will not allow our money managers to invest in those companies. Mm -hmm. Uh, The part that people are not really clear on is we don't manage the money, okay? We manage the prohibited list. That's what we do. We find best-of-class money managers in each of the various asset classes uh, to actually sub-advise and make the selections of where to invest. I see the difference of what you're subject, talking about. Yeah, yeah. subject to yeah. our prohibited uh, companies, and they may invest in them for some of their other clients. These, these managers manage billions and billions and billions of dollars, uh, but they have found that by not investing in the companies we screen out, 
the performance over time has no measurable difference. You mm-hmm. do not have to own companies that are trying to destroy you. And now, a lot of people are, they're confused about that because they're afraid to make, make uh, let's say, a motion and a change in their investments for fear of what it would do long-term to their portfolio. But you're saying that's not the case. Well, we've proven that has not been the case. Now, there are times it may be the case and other times uh, we'll do better. But over the fullness of time, which is the time horizon you ought to be looking at mm-hmm. for investing, Otherwise, folks don't invest. Short term never works ever. Uh, so don't invest unless you've got a longer term perspective. Right. And then just stay with it as long as it's managed by quality money managers. You know, when we launched Timothy, uh, and I think I've mentioned this before on on your one of your shows. Uh, my friends on Wall Street said, "Ali, you are nuts." <laughs> right. You know, Bonnie continued to say that, but. Um, I said, what do you mean I'm nuts? What do you mean? They said, you cannot screen out yeah. the largest, most yeah. profitable companies in the industry and expect to get good investment returns. Mike, that was 30 years ago. Yeah. My response then is the same as my response today. Right. If, big word, yeah. if you are a Bible-believing Christian, obedience trumps performance mm-hmm. every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we underperformed, we'd still do it because it's the right thing to do. And we're following, you know, God's direction. Uh, but we've proven over 30 years, you get pretty darn competitive performance without compromising what you claim to be your, your values. And some of the things in addition to what we've talked about, which was pornography and also you mentioned alcohol, you, you will not... Right recommend companies that are are like the Anheuser-Busch's or whatever, but you've also mentioned pornography, uh, obviously trafficking, and and alcohol. What other things do you root out? Abortion. And that's that's, why you would have all the crisis pregnancies come to see that. Uh, That's where we really started, Timothy, because abortion then was the lightning rod Mm -hmm. 30 years ago. Nobody wanted to touch it. Uh, and my question in the beginning, uh, for any investor is how much money is okay to invest in abortion? Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, you know, think what about is all that. right. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's all right. Right. Um, so we screen that out. Non-traditional married lifestyles. That's the LGBTQ plus, and there plus, are corporations yeah, yeah. Dot, 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 uh, promoting that agenda. Yeah. You know, I've got some friends who, for whatever reason, you know, have a, a problem with that. Um, but if you're promoting an agenda, we're not going to own you because it is totally unbiblical, mm. uh, no matter how you try to justify it. Uh, anti-family entertainment, anything addictive. Gambling is extremely yeah. addictive and it, it destroys families. Alcohol. You know, I don't condemn anybody who wants to have a glass of wine with their dinner, especially if it's Italian, which is my favorite uh, meal. Um, but it's abuse. It's uh, yeah. it has destroyed families. Uh, so that's what the kind of smoking is the biggest drug out there today, and it generally takes out the uh, the foundational breadwinner of the family mm-hmm. prematurely. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we screen out what we do. The Timothy plan, give us the address for that. Then we'll come back in a moment. We're going to have to take a quick break here in a moment, but give us your website. Well, the website is simple because that was my requirement. I had to be able to navigate it. (laughs) So go to timothyplan.com. timothyplan.com. Spell it out. There you go. Art Alley is my guest. We'll be back with Art in just a moment. Pastors and financial leaders, do you need expert accounting or tax help? Do you have payroll or 1099 questions? Do you need a ministry expert to help you acquire real estate for your next project? If the answer is yes, yes, and yes, visit PetraWorldwide.org. Petra Worldwide has been strengthening ministries to transform humanity since 2007. Visit PetraWorldwide.org or call 855-481-9095. Palm Beach Atlantic University, Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, 
an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Art Alley is with me in the studio, and I love the fact that Art is a passionate man for the things of God. I've known Art now for about four years. It's really crazy, man, to think back four years ago when I first moved, made, made the move back and met you, and you invited me over, and I got to... We did our first radio show. We hadn't even built this studio. Yeah. We were sitting in your office, right by your desk. Hey, you are welcome to come back and do that <laughs> instead of me coming down here. I mean, feel free, man. That's awesome. <laughs> I know you're right next door to our mutual friend, Matt Staver. Liberty Council, yeah. right? Uh, you have a beautiful brick uh, office building in the Maitland. Uh, I guess that's the Maitland Interchange. Uh, I believe is what they call that whole office complex over Maitland there. Commons. Ma- Maitland, Maitland Commons. Maitland Commons, okay. What you might not know, Mike, is that we bought the building we're in together with Matt Staver. No, I did not know yes. that. Yeah. Uh, and then we kind of outgrew each other, and that one next door became available, and they ended up buying that. And uh, they have exploded, and you know we have grown. And, yeah. Uh, uh, it's just a blessing to be uh, near them. In fact, Matt is one of our trustees. Yeah, I know that he's been involved plan. with you. Yeah, and he is such a great guy and a, a humble man. That, again, like you, you guys are two peas in a pod when it comes to having passion for what you believe in, and that's what I love about Matt. Oh, he's been a blessing to the body of Christ throughout America. He has, he has pulled back. Uh, from the brink, so many play, uh, different ministries and all. Yeah. Child evangelism fellowship, for goodness sake, yeah. were under attack. Matt stepped in and straightened that out. Yes, he did. Uh, this COVID thing, he was uh, became an expert on, and he straightened that out uh, to a degree. I mean, you right. know, the forces of evil are promoting a lot of stuff. But, you know, Matt is standing in the gap. Uh, he won a case a while ago at the Supreme Court. Yes, he did. With a 9-0 decision. Yeah, that's almost I mean, unheard of. How does of. that happen yeah. with, uh, you know, half the court is liberal? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he is. He's a blessing. He really is. And I, I go back to thinking about those early days as well, because I, I was there right next door to you uh, interviewing him for my the first time in his studio. Now, he has a really nice TV oh, studio man, as well. Oh, man, it is, it is uh, on par with... Fox News. I mean, it is just high tech. So a lot of, and of course, Matt is regularly interviewed by places like that. All over. And so he just, he has the whole crew there and he goes up against his own green screen. Right. And it it looks, I mean, so it's all, it looks like he's one of their, you know, associates is what it looks like. Like he's one of their reporters, but he's not. And he is quoted everywhere. And you guys, you are as well. We've talked about your involvement with People like Mike Huckabee on his program, and I know you and Bonnie, uh, God rest her soul. I tell you, oh. I think about her. You know, we, you and I bumped into the, each other at Publix the other night, and I was thinking about you then after we stopped and talked and greeted, and I'm thinking, man, I, I know you miss Bonnie. Oh, so you you saw me that I didn't have a clue what I was doing and how to pick out whatever I was because Bonnie always did all that. That's right, she did it. I'm learning slowly, but uh, I do miss her, uh, but I am happy as a clam for, I mean, uh, and I've shared this with you before, I feel so blessed. Yeah. 61 years, eight months and nine days of marriage to the love of your life and then the secure knowledge God just ushered her home. This will be precious to you because it, it'll make you think of your dear wife who we lost a number of months ago. Uh, my wife and I were privileged to be at one of your famous July 4th gatherings. Ah. And we got to play in that. You you put on this bodacious bingo game that was just <laughs> unbelievable. And my wife won a prize in that. And it was a beautiful prize. Oh yeah, She treasures it. And she was moving it around on the counter and she stopped and held it in her hand the other day. And she said, Hey Mike, look at this. And she goes, this was from Art and Bonnie. Uh, and it wow. it just caused both of us to have a moment of saying, yeah. oh, what a, what a precious memory that was. 
and how delightful Bonnie was to know and how, uh, you know, we need, we need to stop and all of us do that have spouses. We need to stop and realize what you said a while ago. You were privileged to be married oh. for 61 years and those days and months. And we need to remember how grateful we are for our spouses because you have found out that's there's life beyond losing one. Well, you, you have to go on, but I mean, it was always like one word, Bonnie and Art. Yeah. It was a single word. We were, I mean, I yeah. was blessed and I thank the Lord. How yeah. many people were married? It can say that 61 yeah. years. Yeah, that's amazing. You know? And um, happily married. I know that it's not like you had everything perfect and it's not like you never had a struggle with anything going on in your lives, but you guys worked it through. Well, we did. Uh, it took me a while to learn she's always right and I'm always wrong. And that's <laughs> settled a lot of hash right there. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Well, you know, you you mentioned earlier uh, about the fact that there are a number of people that you are part of, not only in the investment world through Timothy Plan, which you own and oversee, but you're also very much involved with helping kind of train uh, other other uh, people, namely pastors, through the Liberty uh, Church. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, that's my friend Paul Blair. I mean... Paul played on the championship Chicago Bears football team in the NFL back when they were really good under Mike Ditka. People today can still name those players. Like a refrigerator, yeah. 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 Uh, Paul Paul played on that team but became a pastor 22 years ago. And he, uh, I don't think I'm exaggerating, Mike. I believe he's one of the top 10 pastors in America. And his heart is for equipping pastors. My heart is for equipping pastors uh, and equipping them, not politically, but politically slash biblically. And so we started uh, uh, sponsoring these Liberty Pastor boot camps, for lack of a better term, Mm -hmm. where we bring about a hundred pastors and their wives, because they're a team, Mm Uh, for three days and three nights of intensive equipping. And uh, we're only looking for pastors, and I don't know how better to put it, Mike, uh, than this. Pastors that get it. Uh, They're rare. Uh, Too many of them are career people who don't get it. Uh, Pastors that really get it and are servants and went to the pulpit kicking and screaming, but they're ill-equipped to deal with this culture we're in that we've been talking about Mm -hmm. biblically. That's what Paul pours in. He brings a team of, I mean, all-star people together who who really, in three days and three nights, these pastors leave that conference permanently transformed. Mm -hmm. And uh, the caution is, don't go dump all this on your congregation right away, you know, kind of ease them in. But to equip the people... See, uh, most Christians believe we're we're getting close. I mean, we're close to the last days if we're not in them. Yeah. Uh, and whether you know Christ comes or we go to Him, it, it's still the last days for us. Um, but the body of Christ is not battle ready. We are ill-equipped to deal with that, and too many are going to cave for the mark of the beast and the pressure and all of that because we're not. Uh, standing on the rock-solid foundation of the Word of God. Yeah. Now, a lot of people get confused on this issue because they're believing that they're not wanting a nationalistic uh, church in America. Obviously, we don't want that. That's not what you're wanting either. But somehow, pastors have gotten, a lot of pastors have gotten into a, a way of thinking that no mention of what's going on culturally at all or how to live in the middle of such a culture as what we're having. Uh, and so there, there's little being said about it. And more and more, I'll hear that phrase that the problems for a lot of these things are happening because of a lack in the church teaching and preaching that's going on. Well, that's where we get equipped. I mean, we go to church to get equipped. And from what you just said, George Barnett uh, does a lot of research on the condition of the church and Christianity. And he asked pastors 
if they believe the Bible speaks clearly about things like abortion and pornography, and he went down the list, and they said, oh, absolutely, it does. And then he asked them, do you preach on that? And they said, oh, no. Uh, I don't want to be offensive to the people sitting in the pews. Uh, So that's a career-oriented pastor. When I grew up, and I didn't grow up in the church, and I hated it. I, I didn't know why, but, you know, we, I just did not. Hated that you didn't grow up that in I the did church? Not, I hated that I didn't grow up. I mean, I wanted to be part. Um, but back then, pastors went to the pulpit kicking and screaming. God called them. Yeah. Those guys are going to preach much differently than a career pastor who doesn't want to offend anybody because mm-hmm. uh, that might empty some pews out or hurt the offering or, you know, it's a career thing or, or they can't build as big of buildings. Um, God's going to judge that. Uh, he's very clear in revelation about the, the letters to the seven churches. You know, the church today has gotten lukewarm. The church used to be the guardian of the culture and America was a very great country when that was happening. Today, unfortunately, in way too many cases, not all, you can't paint a broad brush, but today the church has incorporated the world into what it does, and that's a very dangerous thing. We're not being equipped, and that's why we do these pastor boot camps. Uh, Timothy Plan, it has nothing to do with investing, but Mike, it's the best investment we can make Mm because I love America. Mm -hmm. I love the way we've grown up. I love the freedom and uh, the freedom to worship and do what you, uh, but that's all under threat today. Yeah. And I believe the, the main problem is right at the doorstep of the church. The pastors are not equipping their people in way too many cases. In way too many cases. And that's what the, you're saying, that the Liberty boot camps are really aiming to kind of change. Well, we've held uh, 14 of them now. Wow. We've got 1,400 pastors that are Liberty uh, in the Liberty Pastor Network. And it's not a national, we don't, they don't change their denomination or any of that but they're networked together and have access to material that they've never had access to. They Mm -hmm. had nowhere to turn. Uh, But now they know they're not alone. And we've covered, I don't know, about seven states. We've got three more coming up this year. Hmm. Uh, We've got one in a couple of weeks at Liberty University. They wanted to be involved in this. So Virginia is a very big swing state. And if God's people would simply engage and stand for righteousness, we'd have a very different nation. You're going to be at the university itself? Yes, sir. They, wow, they that's are hosting pretty big. That. Oh, man. Uh, well, it's not going to be any bigger than any of the rest of them. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have 100 pastors or so and their wives, three days and three nights, and then we're going to be in central Michigan. Now, that's a, a hotbed of what a lot of people, I think, are surprised. You think about the Midwest, it's hard to think of terms of how liberal some of these northern states have gone, but that's one of them. Well, and so we need to light a candle and get God's people engaged there. Uh, it'll be in central Michigan uh, toward the end of September. Getting a little cooler up there for that, yeah. Well, we didn't want to go in January or <laughs> February, right. I'll tell you. Uh, but then we just set one up in Pennsylvania, another one of those states. Um, and we're going to do that at Hershey Hotel in Pennsylvania. Wow. Uh, and that will be the first week of November. Again, another swing state that is so important, you, you know, in, in the, polection, uh, the political world for up, upcoming elections. And we think about how Pennsylvania was used in 2016. And it's really going to be interesting to see what happens with all of these pastors getting this kind of uh, backing and training. You, you cannot have a strong nation by buying into the greatest lie of separation of church and state. Mm -hmm. The Bible is very clear on how we should be involved. Uh, And Adrian Rogers once said, you know, if God didn't want his people involved in politics, why would he have invented government? And so if we don't get involved, guess who is involved? Mm -hmm. The bad guys, the guys with agendas and, and greed and all the rest of it and trying to gain control. 
Thinking about people who have gone, the pastors that have attended some of these, what are some of your favorite stories from talking to them afterwards? Well, I mean, there's um, a fellow down in Polk County that got so motivated that uh, he ran for mayor of the city and won. Wow. And he's got a solid biblical foundation. Uh, a pastor. Have, yeah. We've got Doug Bankson in Apopka. I don't know if you know Doug, but uh, I think he's I've a met pastor Doug yeah. in Apopka. Yes. He was on city council, but he wanted to make a difference and ran for the state legislature and won. Uh, we've got, um, they're all, I, I wish I could. We have a three minute video, Mike. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Of testimonies from those that attended of the impact it had on them. Every one of our 1400 pastors would have given the same kind of testimony. Is that right? Uh, it is, uh, it is so encouraging. Wow. But, you know, it's just a handful relative to how many there are. But as we know, Mike, God has never wanted, needed, or used a majority ever to accomplish his purposes. You know, that's so true. You think of Gideon, and uh, Gideon yes, takes sir. on, he starts off with this huge army, and God says, yeah, you're too big. Yeah. Send them <laughs> I'm away. I'm going to whittle them down to 300 yeah. people. Yeah. And with 300, he beats an army that was with clay pots. Yeah. And I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. With God, if he's in it, me and God make up a majority. Oh, that's good. And yeah. he sure yeah. doesn't need me, but he's for some reason uses people like you. I mean, he, you're a voice here in central Florida making a difference. Well, thank you. Uh, but you've got to be sold out. Yeah. Uh, and you're not sold out if you're not equipped with his word. Uh, and that's my passion. And that's why we speak we uh, sponsor we're the major sponsor i wish others would come and join us yeah uh because these boot camps i mean it's a blessing to the pastors mike we ch we hold them at nice resorts the ones in orlando i mean we held at uh, gaylord palms i was there yeah. yeah yeah and we charge these pastors 99 dollars for them and their wife for yeah. the whole event yeah that's amazing yeah so this is uh, coming up, and if people are wanting to fly up, let's say, to Virginia, can they do that? Uh, it's These are probably going to be full. Okay. They're, they're probably going to be full. So you need to be watching for the next ones that are coming Watch up. for the next ones. They've got a wonderful website, uh, libertypastors.com or libertypastors.org, either one. It has uh, the whole uh, program. I mean, all the speakers and, you know, I mean, it. Paul Blair knows everybody in America. And when he calls, will say, I want you to be part of this. They come. All right. And Paul they come without being paid. Yep. Uh, so it's, that's encouraging to me. That right? is. And give us the website one more time for Timothy plan. Well, it's timothyplan.com or people can call us 1-800-TIM-PLAN and you will have a human being answer the telephone, not a computer, mm -hmm. and they will connect you with another human being who will answer all your questions. All of us older people that hear that, we just smile. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. It's it's frustrating to try to call That's some right. of these organizations. Oh, my goodness. Art Alley, it's always a delight to have you. Thank you for coming by, my friend. Man, it's my pleasure. It's an honor to be with you, Mike. Thank you. All right, and we'll be back in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, EC Waters is a top train comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Hey, welcome back. It is one of those hot days here in Central Florida. Man, we are really going through a bout of it right now, right? With temperatures in the upper 90s and the feel-like temperature over 100. My son out in Texas tells me that they've been having upwards to 110 out there. So this is an unbelievably hot time, and I hope that you are staying cool and staying safe. Drink lots of water and uh, watch out for yourself, okay? A couple of months back, I had Jim Subers up here. Jim is with the Vision Orlando Group, and we were talking about a lot of things that are going on with families in the culture, 
How that when you go into a restaurant, it's really hard to see a family sitting there engaged with each other because most of the times, all of the kids and maybe even mom and dad, they have their heads down looking at their phones, heads in the screen, as it said. And so Jim had a lot to say about what's going on, how important it is that we stay engaged with each other. There is uh, some research now that's out there that talks about how your neurological development is impacted by uh, screen time. And so for, for parents of young children, you've got to really limit screen time with your kids. And I know it's easy for a lot of parents to just give them the iPad to keep them distracted, but you recognize that there is actually neurological implications for what you're doing. Wow. And so the, the, uh, you know, we, we found in the residential care program that, that, uh, my wife and I ran for a number of years that, uh, we opened a, a neurological development training center on the, for helping these young people. Cause a lot of behavioral problems go back to neurological issues. And so if you can address the neurological issue, then it'll also address the behavior. We had, we had, uh, the, 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 as I said, I had an autistic, have an autistic son who made phenomenal progress by getting this training. Basically when he was tested, um, as a 18 year old, his, uh, his, left brain function was as a seven-year-old, his right brain function was a 12-year-old. And uh, so he was way behind chronologically where he should have been in terms of development, but also there was a gap between left and right brain. And so when, when you're, the, two, the two sides of your brain aren't growing and developing at the same pace, the synapse or the connections in neurologically are stunted. But if you can bring one side of the brain up to balance, then the synapse will begin to naturally connect. And, and that can happen. Yeah. And, and you know, brain science is a, is a phenomenal uh, area of study right now. The, the advances that are being made by Dr. Alan Shore and so many others is, and also as it relates to spirituality, because God, God's the one that gave us our brains, right? He, he, and he designed us for intimacy with him and others. And if our neurological function is inhibiting our social ability to relate to others and to relate to him, then we, we ought to know how to get that fixed. And the good news is there's a lot of wonderful things out there that are happening now to help people grow neurologically. And we saw this with our son and so many of the teenagers. I had one, one little teenage girl that went up three grade levels in three months. Wow. I had another young man who was highly left brain. Everything was literal to him. So how do you understand the unseen God? Uh, how do you, how do you, how do you, grasp that concept if your right brain function, which is, um, is, is well stunted, if you're totally left brain and you're thinking, well, as his brain began to come into balance, he had his first spiritual experience, met, met Jesus, became a Christian. And, um, we've seen so much wonderful growth, uh, simply with working on neurological, neurological, uh, development, but it's, it is important for, you know, we're fearfully and wonderfully made, right? We're spirit, soul, mind, and body. And, and, uh, every individual is unique and different. Everyone has their own challenges, but, but, um, uh, I would encourage anybody interested in this kind of material to, to Google, um, Dr. Jim Wilder and life model, which is, uh, he's what I would call a neuro theologian that, um, is, um, has been kind of, I think, cutting edge in some of his teaching and understanding mm. and training that he's doing now, as well as the, the brain balance uh, program as well. I think it's just important, Jim, and I know that you will agree with this, that parents really need to heed this word about limiting the amount of time that the kids spend with a tablet or with a phone in their hand, right? Yeah. Well, you know, clearly we all know that some of the content's bad, right? I mean, that's, uh, it's funny when I was growing up, I had, if you think about the influences in my life, when I was a kid, I had a few families that we were connected to and a few families in the neighborhood. And that was it. Uh, now our children are potentially influenced by thousands of people that the mom and dad would never let darken the door of the house, mm -hmm. but they're coming in mm -hmm. through the screen. That's right. So they're still getting in, right? And so, so, so obviously, content 
concerns is a big piece. But now there's another piece that we need to be concerned about, which is what does the screen time itself, you know, not even concerned about the content, what does the screen time do into brains? Mm -hmm. And so both of them are, are, uh, it's really important for parents to be, to be uh, vigilant. Yeah, I agree completely. And God help us all. I mean, parents, they need to be encouraged, but they sometimes can't get off of their starting block, if you will, on this issue because it's so difficult. And they're fighting the cultural stigma that says you're just being a fuddy-duddy parent and you're limiting and you're restricting your child when actually what they would be doing is preserving the hope for their kid. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, um, I think it's easy... For those of us that know about the Christian heritage of America, to think we're living in a Christian culture, mm-hmm. but we're not. Um, you know, the the reality is we are we are um, living in a post Christian culture. With us, with I agree. I agree. We were founded by, uh, you know, whether it was at Cape Henry and in the uh, the dedication of this country to to the advancement of the gospel or or founding documents, but, but the reality is, you know, I was up at recently at the Florida Capital Project in Tallahassee where Kevin Baird was taking us oh, on a tour. Yeah. And, and one of the things he said, which was, uh, was very enlightening to me, he said, Jim, you know, we used to debate up here politically under one umbrella. It was the umbrella of, of a biblical worldview where we all held to a Judeo-Christian ethic that there were certain basic human rights, right and wrong, and we debated under that umbrella. And there were some very unique or very strong differences even among that umbrella. But now it's completely different. Now there's two umbrellas. You got those who hold to a biblical worldview on one side. And on the other side are those who believe in what we would call a a post-Christian worldview or secular humanist worldview Mm -hmm. where there is no absolute truth and that it's my truth and it's, it's based upon what I feel. And what I feel is my truth. And you cannot tell me what I feel is wrong. And it's, there's a, there is a, it's a 180 degree uh, difference from a biblical worldview. Because as believers, we're told that we're to submit our desires and what we feel, you know, under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You know, he, he is my Lord, not my flesh, not my desire, not my, I submit that to him and say, Jesus, you're my King. You're my Lord. You know, the gospel was good news and it was good news that there's a new king and he brought a new kingdom and, and we are to submit to him and people died because they were saying they were submitting Mm -hmm. to a new king, right? And still me again. Right. Yeah. And, And that's for us today, it's, it's helpful to remember for me, I mean, we were missionaries in Japan for five years and so it was it. When we would wake up every day in Tokyo, we knew we were on mission. Sometimes living in America, you don't wake up saying, I'm on mission, because you're thinking you're in your country, your culture. Yeah. But actually, we are on mission. Yeah. We are on mission. And many people believe that the call to reach Americans right now would be as great a need as what maybe our grandparents thought it would be to take the gospel to Africa. Yeah. You know, we have a, we have this thing right now and I agree with you. The post-Christian time is is here. It's among us. And our, our kids on college campuses today are talking and reading and discussing things somewhat differently than they did during your time at Florida. Yeah. yeah. Well, the the same question that I had to wrestle with at college is the same one everybody still has to wrestle with now. And that is basically is Jesus who he says he is. Mhm. I mean, that, that's the bottom line question. If he is who he says he is, then it changes everything and it means everything. And to me, if you're listening today and you're blowing off half of what I'm saying, well, that's the one question I want you to consider. Is Jesus who he says he is? Because he says he's the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody comes to the Father but by him. And if he is who he says he is, then it's worth everything to follow him. Mm-hmm. If he's not, Eat, drink, and be merry, because tomorrow you die. Right. But I can tell you, I found out that he's who he says he is. Yeah. He's faithful. He's true. He's good. And uh, and he's worth whatever it costs to serve him. And it's following Jesus will cost you everything. Mm-hmm. But it's worth it. 
you know, great minds have approached God with that very type of a, an aim, if you will, to prove or disprove, if you will, that he's not who he said he was. And those great minds, uh, they, they came around to realize that he is. I think of Josh McDowell. Yeah. He's either Lord, liar, or lunatic. He's right. had to be one of those three. Right. And he's actually the Lord. <laughs> he's actually the one. Yeah. And that's what this program is all about. We want to talk about things on this show that deal with this thing that you mentioned, the Christian worldview. That, that biblical worldview is not what is out there in the news media today. Right. It's not. Yeah. The, uh, there is an assault upon all of our values, right? And, uh, and so it's a time for the people of God, the ecclesia of God, to stand up and let their voice be heard of truth. And, uh, and I am privileged to, uh, to be able to recommend people to come to the Orange County Prayer Breakfast because I think that, that uh, they'll be encouraged that there's hope for Orange County, there's hope for America, and, uh, and that we can see this thing turned around. I agree, and we need to have that hope. And it's going to come back to the very basics. You're, you were so right in stating it the way you did. There are some things that have changed greatly, and there, thankfully, are some things that are the same. Right. And Jesus is still the same today. So that right. same question that you wrestled with back in the late 70s is the same question that will be the answer uh, if they take the time to ask that question. Jim Subers from Vision Orlando. You know, they have a great mission. They try to connect leaders and unify the church pastors and mobilize members throughout the city to transform Orlando and Central Florida for the glory of God. And I appreciate Jim also, his working partner, George Cope, another good friend who is just doing such a great work for the Lord. And I appreciate them. You can always find out more about Vision Orlando by going to their website, and that is visionorlando.org, visionorlando.org. Thanks for being with me. We'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike.